Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. I'm Fresh. I'm perfectly normal. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had to start it with that. I'm a perfectly normal shit. person who has a shit perfectly normal imagination. Okay, we'll see. Uh, on this episode, we uh, we talk about what we would do if we won $100 million. Yep. Each of us uh, pretty much has a list of stuff we do. Um, and we just get into the things we'd buy, the people we are, who we'd become... Uh, how we would? Uh, we, I become a perfectly normal. Well, I mean, we'll see about that when our lis- when our listeners weigh in, <laughs> when our listeners weigh in, uh, and recommend good psychologists for you. I have see. a fucking psychologist. Ooh, you should present this list to her because he or she <laughs> would have a whole. Your sessions would end up being like we got to do three hour sessions from now on, Kevin, because some of these. I things- don't know that I can afford to give her this list. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I can go twice a week. That should be one on your list then. Okay. Get psychologist. Get new. Get two. Because the things on the no. Um, it's this is a fun episode. We we enjoy doing it. Um, it's just a fun conversation to have where it's like, dude, what if you had all the money in the world? What the fuck would you do? Yeah. And we pretty much talk about all the things we do. Everyone has a list. Yeah. Um. So we just do ours. We start the episode with like just what we had been up to lately. You went to a concert. We talk about that. Um. And then we get into uh, what what super mega rich Kevin and Nick would be like in their individual lives. Uh, let's keep this intro short. I'm sweet. fucking cool is all I know. Um, okay, yeah, great. Okay. Um, to those of you who came to the DC Improv this last weekend, thank you. Shows were fucking awesome. To those who are just now listening, uh, go back and listen to past episodes. We, we, we've done 60-something. This is episode like 66. Um Follow us each on Twitter. Kevin, you're at... At Kevin G. Christie. I'm at Nick Youssef. Youssef, sorry. I don't know how to say my own name today. <laughs> N-I-C-K-Y-O-U-S-S-E-F. Go to my website, nickyousef.com. That's where I update uh, shows. And if you saw my Instagram, my fucking album is so close to coming out on vinyl. On literally figurative records. My good pal Jonah Ray starting a fucking record label. For real? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that's why I couldn't say where it was going to come out. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah. He's starting a record label. And I'm the first release. I'm the first... Full length album release And he's doing some others And then he's also doing Split 7 inches Where on one side It's a comedian And then on the other side Is a band Like it's a couple songs And then like a couple A few bits Wow um, That is so smart Dude It's Good gonna be great him, dude. Yeah Good um, So yeah Jonah You're the fucking best dude uh, more information as that arrives on when when the release date is coming, but it's in the works. They are being made right now. I'm so excited! I cannot wait to hold my album. It's gonna be so cool. Um, so thank you for those of you who have already purchased it, and those of you who are waiting for it to come out on vinyl soon, soon, soon. I promise! I promise! I promise! Uh, November sixth, seventh, and eighth, I'll be at Zany's in Nashville. Um, more info is that comes. It's me and Bobby. Uh, October 15th if you live in LA I'm at Meltdown uh, there's a potential San Francisco date in October when I know for sure I'll mention it here and post it on my website it'll be a one nighter me headlining um, that's about it enjoy this episode we had a lot of fun with it pretending to be fucking loaded 
Enjoy it. Bye. Which gas Seventy six on Atwater Boulevard. Local fan. Local fan. Okay. Yelled out my name. Sweet. And did he did he say the name of the show? Yeah. Sweet. That's cool. And then he said Hammer Time. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. We have <laughs> that's a fan. great. We have a fan. Uh, we got a lot of fans. I always <laughs> see him at uh. At, there's always like a few at, at shows. Wherever I go, I didn't talk to any at DC. I don't. No one. Ever, no one came up or right. said I love the show. But usually that happens. It's okay. pretty. It's like a reassuring. Did you go sign. to any museum? What museums did you go to in DC? I went to the most phallic museum imaginable, the Air and Space Museum. Nerd. Where everything I was like, <laughs> dick pic, <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking teenager. I was. It was so stupid. I'm like, these rockets look like dicks. I'm gonna take a picture and do it. Yeah. NASA dick. I was in an immature mood because it's also there's like kids running around too. Yeah. So I was like, I feel like a kid now. It was like yeah. fun, you know, and then it gets you in that mindset. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, dude, the museums in D.C. are fucking free. Yeah. You just walk in. Well, they're not free, for really, our tax dollars. If you think about it that way. I mean, yeah, but it's so. There's other museums, though, that you have to actually still pay it like a entrance fee, cover charge or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think I'm like, I'm like, I think I indirectly paid for the museum with the subway ride there because i was up town and somewhere in the northwest and then i was like oh the subway is a direct shot down to the museum two minute walk then i get on and this the subway's there just like in san francisco you have to pay per destination oh so we're in new york it's like it's 250 no matter where if you want to go from manhattan to the airport or three stops it's 250 so there I was like, okay, I want to go here. And it was like four fifty to go like five stops. That's in DC the one time I was there I remembered they had the cabs. When you get in a cab, they have that zone shit. Yeah. If they go from like the northwest to the yeah. southeast, it's like way more fucking money. Yeah. But what's a cab? Because Uber exists. Oh yeah. And Uber is like way cheaper there because I think okay. it's like new. So they're like when you log in or open Uber, there's like a prompt that goes like Uber in DC is now this much, however many percentage thing. Well, yeah, that ch- zone thing is such garbage. If you could just get someone to pick you up and take you for a normal rate, it's mm-hmm. like I never even understood how it worked. Like, oh, you crested a zone, so now it's an extra five bucks. Yeah, I don't understand where the fuck that comes from. I'll tell you where it comes from: the Illuminati. Oh yeah, the Cab Illuminati. Cab Illuminati. Um, but yeah, DC was fun, dude. It was cool. The weather was like like here right now. Yeah, seventy five suns. So you're walking everywhere. Um. And the shows are... Have you played that club? No. DC Improv is fucking amazing. Did you flip off the White House? Uh, no. Sell out. I saluted it. No. Wow. Um, it's so small. Yeah, it's little. You go by, you're like, oh, that's a tiny little uh, little dollhouse. I get geeked <laughs> on that stuff. It was cool. Like, when I, when I left the Air and Space Museum, you, like, you walk out, and then there's this very long lawn... And I'm like, that looks familiar. <laughs> and then like, I walked into the middle of it and then looked left, Washington Monument, yeah. and right, the Cowder Building. And I was like, oh, that's, so, that's cool. Oh, I'm in the cradle of our nation. Yeah, yeah. I like the Lincoln Monument. Because it's, it's weird to see it in real life. Like the first time I saw those buildings in real life was like 10, 12 years ago or whatever. And you see them and you, from far away, it looks like a TV screen, like a very yeah. clear, because that's all you ever see. Yeah. If you're not obviously from there. And you're, 
you're looking at it and you're like, oh wait, no, that's I can go up to that. Yeah, that's real life right now. So to see it in person's like it's kind of cool. Um, when I was there, I went on like a cool nighttime monument trolley tour. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. I saw a Segway tour and it was so obnoxious. <laughs> that's the only thing they can do with Segways now is use them for tours. Yeah, they were a resounding flop. Yeah, they're stupid. I can't. It's hard to think of things that are as big a failure as the Segway. Yeah. Um, maybe uh, clear Coke, clear, clear Pepsi. The the picture phone that was a big bummer. The picture phone in the eighties. They AT and T or it might have still been Pac Bell. Uh-huh. They made a picture phone. They spent a hundred million dollars developing it, and they sold ten. What does it do? It was the same. It was basically FaceTime, but both people had to have them, and no one bought it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And now that's like a standard thing on every phone ever. Basically. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We were talking about this right before we started uh, recording. You went to a concert that I also would have attended had I not been in D.C. Yep. What I was it? I saw Cat Power, Gogo Bordello, and the Pixies at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. That's all one show, guys. Pretty hot. Yeah. Pretty hot lineup. It's a power lineup. Pretty hot lineup. I hadn't been to Bowl in a really long time. I forgot how good it sounds. It mm-hmm. sounds unbelievable. It's good. It's a great. I the seats I had were good. They were in like the box area. Yeah, which is where all the yuppies are. Mm-hmm. It's all people picnic baskets, drinking wine. Of course, everyone was older around me. Everyone was yeah. in their forties, and they're 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 munching on like nuts that you can't get at a regular store. Oh, I ate are these a, white macadamias that are only found in Hawaii? Like I the, uh, dined on a a mushroom tort. Mm-hmm. Uh, some cheese. Where did you get that? I went with Kristen Madrigal, mm-hmm. Al's wife. She she uh, brought what I would describe as a feast. Wow. See, that's the best way. Here's what I've done at the bowl before. I've gone to like like the um, like actual bowl shows where like that's like some concerts you're not allowed to bring food, right, uh, or wine or anything. But actual bowl shows you can. So my friends' friends would get organize these like thirty person parties to go to the bowl right. and there's a park just south of it yeah where you can like reserve picnic areas so yeah. we'd go and have a huge fucking picnic and it was like 80 percent gay dudes mm-hmm. so the food stunning is unreal <laughs> you're just yeah. like are these all five-star chefs that yeah. they're like no we threw it together it's like this yeah. is fucking and then you pack it all up take it in and then you can just like that's what eat this it as was you go. like the uh there was hand pies small that yeah. basically tasted like a peach churro yeah it was some high level shit, but then I mean, you, I mean, this is a pretty yuppie ass experience. But then, like, a fight broke out, right, right near us in like the box area during which band? During Gogo Bordello, okay, which is a shame because the show they put on is insanity. Oh yeah, it's they're gypsies. It's a gypsy punk rock show. Yeah, it's it's like. It's like Pirates of the Caribbean if it was a punk band. Yeah. And there's Harry Potter in there as well, and mm. then Russia. Yeah. And it's great. There's like 30 people in the band. Everyone's flying around. The funniest thing to me was the dude, the lead singer's constantly picking up the mic stand and throwing it on the ground. Uh-huh. And there was a guy whose job it was to run on stage and set the mic stand. Yeah, yeah. He had to come on stage three times per song. Yeah. <laughs> and like, so the, this dude, the fucking lead singer constantly be taking the mic stand and throwing it on the ground. And then this dude, the same bald guy with a goatee would run out, pick it up, yeah. set it back up. That's like a roadie where like, 
every show they switch. They're like, all right, who's going to do the mic yeah. thing? This is, I did mic? it yesterday, man. You this know how much money probably, that is? This dude probably ran three miles during the course of the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was really funny to me. You know how they got popular is Madonna became fascinated with the guy. I could see that. Yeah, like years ago. He's pretty interesting. He, and he was in a movie, too. He looks like Begbie from Trainspotting. Oh, yeah. Like, and has the same kind of attitude, just like craziness. He's in great shape. And I was, I was talking to Kristen during the show. I was like, that guy doesn't go to the gym. His workout is just being in this band. Just being, yeah. Because all he him. does is run around yeah. and like sing his balls off and, and yell and he stuff. He was in great. Everything is Illuminated. Remember that movie? No. It was like uh, Elijah Wood or something was in okay. it. Okay. But yeah, I think he had, like, he had like a role in that. I could easily see a director being like, you're the most interesting person ever. I'm just yeah. going to put you in You're going to play like a Russian fucking cafe owner in yeah. some like crime spy movie. Yeah, or, and you exactly. have like two scenes and everybody's like, who the fuck was that guy? It was amazing. Yeah, exactly. I did. I don't know if I've told this story on the show, but um, I knew a guy that ran a magazine, like a music magazine uh-huh. in San Diego. And they were like, hey, we want someone to cover shows in LA because we don't have anyone up there and I was like I couldn't say yes fast enough right. and I was like this means free fucking tickets to concerts yeah. and press passes so I can go up front and take photos and like write you know so he's like yeah just write out a list of the shows you want to see and I'm just like all these awesome bands are coming to town um, and Gogol Bordello was one of them and I was like send me to Gogol Bordello I've seen him before it'll be amazing so they're playing at the Fonda Great venue. Perfect for that. Yeah. So standing room, so they're like yeah. crazy down there. So I go up front, and I learned that day that the press people, you can only be up there for the first two songs. Oh, really? So yeah, all the, all the photographers, you get all your pictures in the first two songs, and then they clear it out. So oh. you got to go back, yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I had like a little digital camera, like a shitty little Canon one that I also learned that night. If you take too many pictures in a row... The thing literally heats up. <laughs> like they're not made for that. Cause they're made no, they're for like not. oh vacation, seven yeah. photos, and yeah. then take a break, and then four more. So I'm like taking a bunch of pictures, and it's like heating up, and like the screen is like frozen. And I was like, this is embarrassing. And I look over next to me on my right, and there's this girl sitting there, it's like this punt, like rocker look, and she's got this nice, big, shiny, cool camera. And she looks over, she's like, hey, what's up? Uh, how's it going? So who are you here with? And I was like, this thing, you know. And I, I kind of was just like mumbling the answer. <laughs> Who are you here with? She's like, oh, I work for, I freelance. I'm working for Spin right now. And then sometimes I work for Rolling Stone. I was like, oh, fuck. This is like, these are these are the real deal. And she's like, oh, and that's so-and-so. And he works for like another cool magazine. They have these fucking awesome cameras. And she's like, oh, what do you think of this picture? The perfect photo. And I'm taking these like shitty, grainy. Yeah. It was bad. And then I had a pass to go to the after party, which is on the roof of the Fonda. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be cool. And those hot drummer girls will be there. And I'm like, it's going to be great. So during the show, I watched the whole show. He, the singer, is, has a bottle of wine. And he's drinking from it the entire night, right? Until he finishes it. And I was like, this guy's going to be hammered, right? And I'm thinking, I'm like, that might not even be the first one. He could have been like drinking. <laughs> Obviously, he's probably drinking earlier. So he's drinking and drinking. And then I had to go interview him. I had to go ask him a couple of questions. Right. And I was like, okay, how's this going to go? And so I walk up the stairs to the roof. And right when you get up there, he's standing right there at the top of the stairs. And on either side of him are two of the hottest models <laughs> you've ever seen. And I couldn't even tell if he was like hitting on him because he was mostly using them to keep himself propped upright. Yeah. He was 
obliterated, dude. <laughs> arm on one, arm on the other, and he's just like hanging there, like they were fucking, like he was a coat on a rack or whatever. He yeah. was so drunk, his shirt's open, he's sweating. He's like, so I go up to him, like, hey man, great show. Like, you might have asked you a couple questions, and he's like, and he's, he's not even looking at me. He's just like looking around. He's like, what's up, hey? And I was like, yeah, I just have a couple of questions for you, and. I don't even remember the questions because he didn't even give answers. <laughs> and I looked around and I was like, you know what? I don't belong here. <laughs> and I have a spot to go do. Yeah. And I looked at the time and I was like, thanks for your time, dude. And I just like turned around and left. Because I was like, that's just not going to get better than that. Russians like to drink, man. Dude, it was fucking crazy how way. It was like he was cartoon drunk. I wonder if, because um, the lead singer Cat Power at one point, like towards the end of the set was like, she was like, I apologize. Normally I'd be bouncing around the stage, but I'm sober as a good judge tonight. And I wonder if the Pixies tour is a dry tour. I don't know. Because the drummer is sober, I think. I, you know, I know Kim Deal was when she was in the band. I wonder if it's a dry tour, like if that's one of the things. I don't know. Because did the lead singer of Gogo Bordello seem... He did not drink anything. Seem wasted? Nope. I don't know if it would be a dry... But like, the thing with Cat Power is she just has... She's so hit or miss. I remember once at Coachella, I saw her there, and she was like pretty good. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to be. I keep hearing all these things. And people were like, their comments were actually like, wow, that was actually a good performance. Yeah. So they're so ready for it to be like her complaining or she'll like leave, like she'll end shows early. So the fact that it was good was a pleasant surprise I to people. I don't give like bands like that. I'm like, suck it up. Like, don't. I don't care. Yeah. I, re- I find it really annoying. Like, I always think I found myself watching her being like, God, it would suck to be in this band. Uh-huh. Just to be like, oh, I wonder if she's gonna do her job tonight. The job that we have to do. I wonder if she can muscle it together to do an hour's worth of work today. Yeah. It just is like, come on. It's like, are you more miserable than Frank Black? I doubt it. Right. He's he sh- like. He is, the Pixies were fantastic. Mm-hmm. They, but like Frank Black didn't say a word in between songs. The drummer made said anything that was like important. Like it was like the twentieth anniversary of one of their albums being released. He or twenty seventh. He yeah. like like Frank Black clearly just wants to go there, play those songs, and then leave. And but they still every song was great. They sounded great. It was a very tight performance. I just don't have a ton of sympathy for it's like you're at the hollywood bowl if you if you can't do it don't show up yeah like you don't show up and like waste every some people spent a lot of money on those tickets and yeah i mean and i don't you never know like if some bands or artists think it's like oh i'm being a fucking miserable artist and this is gonna i, I don't care but I it's don't, like you gotta fucking care somewhat yeah you're not i mean there's people that are like so beyond miserable and just fucked up. Like Elliot Smith would be one of those people where he's like nodding off during shows because he's strung out on heroin. And, and that's not like okay either because you're like, well, I paid money to see this. Morrissey like, shows up. Morrissey shows up and plays his shows. Not always. Sometimes he, he gets, gets sick. <laughs> well, no. Sometimes, though, he will complain and walk off because like at Coachella once he spent 20 fucking minutes complaining about how he could smell meat from the fucking vendors (laughs) and it's like motherfucker you're at a music festival dude there's a whole garden of food vendors it's not the it's not vegan cella like if you want that go start that you know where you are I mean there's gonna be a breeze you're gonna just play the fucking show 
No one cares that much about veganism like you. They're there to see your fucking songs. Oh, sadness. I know, that's dude. That's the thing. Is, I mean, maybe that's just a product of getting older. Where I'm like, come on. I know. But you think they'd be like that, too, when they're getting older. Like, all right, I'm going to go to work now. Yeah, like the Rolling Stones all show up. Yeah, they play the fucking songs. They're 85 years old and have all are all drug addicts. And they all yeah. show up and do their job. Yeah. But yeah, no, the Pixies were rad. Uh... They played every song you wanted to hear. They played a couple of new songs, which were actually good. And it was fucking great. Although the only thing was their encore was only one song because there's that... The Hollywood Bowl has a hard out time. Oh, yeah, they got that curfew because of neighbors. Yeah. And I think each band ran a little late. So what normally would have been a three-song encore was just one, which was a little bit of a bummer. But right. they played every song I wanted to hear. So it was. So they just did a longer set and just one one song encore. I think probably. they did what they would normally do, and then just they didn't have time for more than one encore song. Right. Which why why just spend three minutes walking on and walking back off when you could have just kept playing? Neutral Milk Hotel was like, all right, we're gonna play our our last song for you, and we're not gonna do any of that like walking on and off bullshit. We're just this this is the end. Yeah, that's what we're I like, prefer yeah, great. that. Me too. Just play, like, don't make, like, the standing and applauding thing is cool. There's no mystery. Yeah. If the lights don't come up, there's an encore. I also love when, when people go the other way and do, like, five one-song encores. I yeah. think it's so fun. Eels does that all the time. That's pretty funny. Like, good night, thank you. Just, like, a huge song, and it just, like, builds and builds and builds and builds. <laughs> and then they walk off, and then, like, 30 seconds later they're like thank you oh Look, one more if you're being funny i'm in yeah it's don't, great don't do that when I, when there's a double encore and you make me clap for five minutes in between it's like dude yeah but yeah uh the small fight didn't really turn into a fight and the people left who were seemed to be causing it but everyone in the same section was having the exact same reaction like who gets in a fight in the box area did your cheese get stolen <laughs> Yeah. Like, it was the dumb... Everyone was like, what in the fuck? Yeah, did someone take your fucking Pinot Noir? Yeah, like, did they... Did they, Yeah, did they not spill your wine? Like, what in God's name? I know. What are you complaining about? The people The fact sitting, that you're in those seats. Those are expensive. Yeah, I would have... I don't know how much they cost. I mean, they've got to be in the hundreds. Oh, f- easy. Yeah. Compa- easy. Especially at the bowl, because it goes from box seats to like the lawn which those are like can be yeah. five well, there's, bucks there's two sections of boxes there's a first box second box and that great super crazy although i think there may be just as the there's the very f- first area that's like the orchestra pit yeah that's some like crazy expense that's just tables and seats and like what yeah. look i saw so many heads of white hair in that area i think it was just people that have bowl seats all the time then i think there's what look like maybe normal seating then it goes two sections of boxes then the lawn yeah well, know. no, then there's, like, the bleacher seats. Okay. And then, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what... I've been in the bleacher seats for Radiohead. That was the first time I've been in a box, I think. But I'll be there. I'm going Wednesday again to see the Kings of Leon. Oh, cool. So... That'll be good. But I don't know if I'm going to sit there or be in the sound booth. I don't know. You motherfucker. Sorry. So we're going to see the Kings of Leon. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I try to get extra tickets for people. The Hollywood Bowl is impossible. Well, that's the thing with like shows with a band that's big and then in LA. Yeah. Everyone is asking for tickets. The Kings of Leon especially are, are a real like cool Hollywoody band. Oh yeah, yeah. So like the age all the all the famous actors try to get tickets. Yeah. So That's when like when you're in the orchestra, that's when you every where you turn as a celebrity. Yeah. That's it's like for shows like that it's actually easier for me to get a like backstage pass, like a crew bracelet, right. than it is like tickets. Yeah, tickets are actually impossible to get, but like my friend can get me the 
the whatever lanyard thing. Who is opening for them? I don't know. I'm excited to know, though. I bet you it's somebody good. I imagine, yeah, it will be someone good. I, I mean, I, 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 if it was built to spill, that'd be perfect. That would be a fucking cool show. They opened show. for them for a long time, but I don't know who is who it is now. That would be a cool show. I'd, my face would fall off. Um, I'd die. Yeah. I saw Built to Spill like a month ago. Were they here? FYF. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Um, if you had all the money in the world. Okay. I made a list. Um, would you go to more concerts? Yeah, because they're, they're like expensive version of going to concerts is pretty ideal yeah it can be when you do like this super vip you're like wait i'm not going back yeah the super vip version it's like flying first class you're like oh it is better there's no lines there's no lines. separate entrance the people around you are not annoying yeah it's no one touches you there's a separate entrance you get in and out easier yeah seats are better you can see everything yes yeah the food is better food is better yeah it's better. There's a reason it's more. It's like Dodger Stadium. When you get those super intense seats where the food is free, you're like, yeah, I kind of only want to do this from now on. Yeah. I flew first class for the first time okay. today oh. on my return flight. Got and I was upgraded. like, wait, I'm a better person now? This, what, how is this happening? This is, yeah. 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 And I don't know how, why it ended up being first class on the way back. Because the yeah. way they booked the flight, on the way there, it was just regular like it always is, coach seating. And on the way back, we were both like, wait, how, why are we really in first class? Yeah, man. And then we're like, I guess we are. Oh, Monday is always, a ch- Monday is the cheapest and easiest day to fly or whatever. I think, yeah, I don't know what, it, why they ended up doing, but we were, you know, glad they did. And, uh, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, this seat is amazing. Yep. They're giving us extra food and atten- we got a hot towel. Yep. Oh, would you like a hot towel for no fucking reason? No yeah. one's ever said no to a hot towel. I know. It's always, and I wasn't even eating. Nope. They were giving it to the people, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take one. Yep. A warm bowl of nuts mm-hmm. after the food, uh, which I passed on. I just wasn't hungry. Um, they fucking served ice cream. Yep. The ice cream is where they get you. Get the fuck out of here. Yep. So I had that same thought, too. I was like, you know what? This would be a case where if I had $100 million, yeah. it would be first class all the time. That's, I think that's the first thing people do when they get money because it is a bet. Flying can be such a shit show of an experience. Yeah. It sucks. So first class does make it like 40% more tolerable. Yeah, you feel differently when you get to where you're going. You're not as like tired and you're the way if you decide to sleep, you sleep better. If you don't, you're like, I'm very tall. Yeah. My knees won't be hurting. It just is more comfortable. Forget all the little like uh, the perks and amenities and things that they give you, which I passed on all. I didn't have the ice cream, didn't have the food. All I took was the fucking hot towel. But... I would do that way more often. No, just the getting on and getting off and flying part is easier and better. Yeah. It's fucking better. I wish I could afford it. So we got to set up this, this, this show a little bit. Okay. So we were having the conversation, if you had all the money in the world, which we could pretty much settled at like $100 million. $100 million is yeah. more than anyone needs yeah. ever. Um, if you had $100 million, what would you do? How would it change your life? What would you do? Number one. I would buy a Patek Philippe 5970. <laughs> okay. Because right off the bat, I'd be shocked at how much money I had. Mm-hmm. And I'd want to do something really luxury good based. Like, I, I wouldn't get to like the helping people or doing things that matter shit right away. Uh-huh. It'd just be like, holy fuck, I have so much money. Well, we should the gnarliest thing I can buy that I want. We should introduce that part of it, though. Because when I was talking to my, my friend about it, we... 
because we've always had this conversation where it's just like, oh, all this money, what's all the fucking cool shit you yeah. do? But then we were like, if you won the lottery, because this is how in this scenario we won the lottery, right? It would be a public thing. No, you can keep private. In certain states, you can't. Okay. In well, certain states, they make it public record, and I think California is one of them. I don't believe that. I think it's true. If it's $100 million, though, it's Powerball, which is a multi-state platform. Okay. But for this scenario, it's a public thing. Okay. Because that does change the way you will behave with that much money. Totally. Because if you anonymously won it, you wouldn't have to tell anyone. Your purchases could be whatever you wanted. Right. People would not be bothering you for a lot of money. So right now, we both individually in this scenario, we won $100 million and it's public knowledge. Yeah. Our friends know. Right. Our family members know. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Still, number one would still be... First thing. Patek Philippe 5970. Okay. In platinum. It is... It's basically the nicest watch you can buy from like a store, but very hard to get. Yeah. I think it costs $120,000. Get the fuck out of here. It's regarded as one of the finest watches in the world. It's fucking it like the dudes that buy those watches are of they're not even we'll never meet them. No. <laughs> yeah, we'll never see those people. They live shadow lives. Yeah, we're like if we if we fly first class, they're not even on those planes. They do not they've never been to the airport. Yeah, they're on private jets. They're hedge fund dudes. They're like what's a terminal? I just walk I go through yeah. a separate entrance. Yeah. So that it's fucking the it's such a crazy watch and the fact that I would be able to buy it would be so insane to me that mm-hmm. I would do it instantly. And I could just look. It would solve. It would take away a lot of the, my needs to buy other shit because I could just look down at thing and be like, holy God. You think so, though? Yeah. Or would it be like, well, now that I have that. See, no, because. What if a whole month goes by? It's, the thing is, it's such a pinnacle. That particular wristwatch is so, so insane. There's not a whole lot else I would want. Well, it would quell your need to, like, buy another watch. Oh, for sure. But then there's all kinds of other things in life that are now at your disposal. Totally. But like when I was making this list, a lot of like luxury items like that didn't pop up. I tried to go with like, I tried to make the list fast and like the first thing that pops into my head. Right. Because that to me is like the best case scenario. Like that's what I really want. Uh huh. That's what you want more than anything else. No. Because right now, the there's no thing. limits anymore. No, I know, but that was the first thing. That's just, I thought, like, what would I do first? That's something I could do, like, immediately. Right, okay, yeah. Although I, there's <laughs> no, I couldn't, I actually couldn't go do that immediately because they don't have them in stores. But oh, I could, yeah. like, maybe find one. It would, there may be one in LA, and I'd be like, hey, I can do this right now. So I couldn't go to the Keeping no. Time kiosk in the Glendale no. Gallery and be like, hey, I'll take the Patek Philippe 70 no. something, whatever. No, no, no. I'd have to locate one, which would take, maybe take a couple days. But I'd be like, I have it. I have cash in hand. Let's would do they this. have it at the Swatch store on the Third Street Promenade? They would not. Okay. <laughs> would not. Um, all right. Would so, not. okay, that's an interesting place to start. The very first thing you do, just knee-jerk reaction. Oh, yeah. Another question before that. Are you taking the payout or are you doing the a check every week for the rest of your life? I do a check every week because the payout, you lose a pretty big chunk. You lose like half. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, I would do that too. I would take the, the checks. Yeah. Because you that, still get taxed on the payout. So you're actually giving away quite a bit. Yeah. Because also the, the payouts, they throttle you. Yeah. You know, you're not able to just be like, I'm going to spend $50 million or, what, you know, let's say $20 million on yeah. something. You have to fucking pretty much budget 
you know, a, a whole lot of money, but yeah, and it's spread over a long enough period of time to where it actually it's pretty much the rest of your life. It's pretty much, uh, it's a pretty good argument too to why you can't lend your friend a million dollars because you're like, dude, I don't have it. Exactly. You're like, I don't. But it like that. that's not going to stop certain. They're like, dude, just give me like fucking five grand a week. That's nothing yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah you got to Oh, you got to get a new phone immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah. New phone number. Yeah, you change your number right you away. Change your number immediately. Yeah, your email. You get off. Fa- no more Facebook. Dude. No more Twitter. Yeah. I mean, you are. Yeah, the way you're handling your life. Yeah. Because you are going to say no to so many people. Yeah. That you are going to have all kinds of enemies. Yep. For no real reason. Yep. Um, the very first thing I would do is see, I wouldn't even buy something right away. I would sit down and go, what are all my debts? What are all the things I am, I owe money to? Dude, there's no way you owe more than. You could take care of that in like 10 seconds. No, I mean, it would take like a couple of days. What, your car? Oh, car, dude, I, I haven't had a car payment in two years. That thing's been paid debt? off. No. Well, then who do you owe money to? Well, I mean, it's just like like little, you know, little things that like you've been meaning to like get around to like fixing or paying off oh. and like that kind of stuff. Dude, I mean. That you know shit. what I mean? With that kind of money. I'd rather do that first before I'm like, I'm going to go buy something awesome. Dude, I burn this house down and I walk out. Yeah. I literally never think <laughs> about anything that's in this place. Yeah. I get the dogs. I put them in the car. I dump gasoline out of the place. I, go, I tell my neighbors, I go, hey, I'm about to burn my house down. You might want to call the fire department. Right. Can you wait 15 minutes because I want it to burn down for real? And they're like, yeah, man, cool. And then I'm out. And then I walk around with a suitcase full of money just going, I'll buy your house for twice as much as you're asking. And I just pick out. And I'm in the nice neighborhoods. Yeah. But that's not on my I list. pay. I pay off uh, all f- uh, family debts. Okay. Things that they, they owe and problems that yeah. they've had done, taken care of. So first that's thing. That's your number one. That's my number one. That's nice. Yeah. Not mine. Number two, build an animal sanctuary. Is it called the Pussy Farm? I basically <laughs> go to the LA Zoo yeah. and I go, you're done. You're done. That would cost a lot of money. Yeah, I know. It would cost more money than I have. I go, you're done. I go, I go, I, how about this? I'm taking it over. Here's $10 million. You're buying the LA Zoo. Everyone out. I kick everyone out. If they, if they fight me on it, I go, fine. I'm going to build a competing animal sanctuary right down the street, and it's going to be way more humane, and everyone's going to hate you. Right. So I build an animal sanctuary, mostly for dogs and cats, horses too. Right. And it's full of uh, solar panels. And I get um, convicts who have just been put out of prison. And they um, tend the animals, and they can be their first job out of jail to reacclimate themselves into society. And then in two months, it turns into like a dog fighting arena no, after no. hours. We, there's, there's supervision. <laughs> oh, okay. There's supervision. How issues. much money do you think that would cost to do? A lot. Like 10 million bucks. Yeah, that's a lot of money. But I have it. And that's a really important one to me. So I'm willing to, I'm willing to give up a big chunk for that. That one would take a while because you'd have to save yeah. your your installments it would take a while i mean the thing is though i wouldn't need to buy the land outright i would buy you know it'd like be getting a mortgage i'd be like hey i have this much money coming well, in. It's on can you do this on your calculator a hundred million dollars over 25 years what would that be it's four million bucks a year four million a year how much yeah. a week divided uh, by 50 well, four million you're looking at three hundred and like twenty thousand a month so you're looking at 80 something grand a, mo- a week Okay. So yeah, you'd have to wait on that a little. So you yeah. have to put money aside. 
Yeah, but that's a lot. I mean, the kind of land, you, you got to remember, I'm buying land. I wouldn't need, like, structures that much. Right. It'd be, like, farmland almost, like, horse land. So the, it, I'm, I'd have the money to do that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Animal Sanctuary is big. T-shirts. Okay. And I just, it's T-shirts. <laughs> where all the dogs can live. I just right. go to all the shelters, and I'm like, give them, and they all come and live with me. And I spend most of my time there petting them. And, yeah. and playing with the cats and like just everyone who comes in gets a laser pointer and they can point on the ground right. and the cats run around it's and the horses run around no one's allowed to ride them because fuck that they're, right. just, they're allowed to run around as much as they want and eat and take big horse dumps and it's you know great oh I, you know what I do I, I partially the animal sanctuary I let animators come and draw the animals as a, you know so they gotta learn how to draw animals from yeah. drawing actual animals so that's part of it but yeah so it'd be like a creative lab. Yeah, it's like somewhere. that home, and, and I, I I use Homeboy Industries. That's what I do. I yeah, get that yeah. Homeboy Industries thing, and I let the dudes who are just getting out of jail, who need their first job back into society, they work at the animal sanctuary, take yeah. care of the animals. They learn compassion. Yep. Well, in jail, a lot of jails have animal programs where they let people take care of animals, right. and it's a big thing. It helps a lot. Uh-huh. The people really like it, and the prisoners usually end up doing a really good job. That's my number two. Um. Okay. Uh, my number two is um, I would buy a house. Okay. I would totally buy <laughs> a fucking house. I'm tired of apartment living. Right. Um, no more roommates. Right. That would be fucking awesome. You could buy this house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I would buy a house. <laughs> Don't burn down. Don't burn down. Yeah, I'm like, please, no. Okay. okay. Um. I'd buy a house sort of in the hills. Okay. Not too far up. Eh. Yeah, because you don't want to be way, way takes, far. It's hard. It's really hard. It takes to get, forever like, to get down to the store. I know. You're like, oh, I want one quick thing. Although now, you know, you can just have like the yummy people or whatever deliver yeah, shit sure. to you. But I don't want to be like a fucking hermit. You know, I don't want to never leave the place. Oh, I want to be a hermit. I would live sort of up in the hills. Okay. And um, here's what I do, actually. I would get a place in LA. Uh huh. And I'll get a place in New York. Okay. That's a lot of people's, like, money scenario. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And it would make sense for, like, being being a comedian. Those are, like, the two cities you want to be doing comedy in. Yeah. Um, and the New York thing would be, like, a, like a decent-sized apartment. It wouldn't be, like, you know, because, dude, that... For, like, if you had about two or three million dollars to spend, you could get a cool apartment. Yeah. Three-bedroom, which by New York standards is huge. Nice area. You yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't even need a place that big. Great, great view. No, but you got you got your bedroom, which is huge. Right. You got office. Yeah. And then a place for like a living area. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be like a two bedroom. Yeah. Um, two bedroom place somewhere in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd I get, go Soho. Soho is fucking crazy expensive, and yeah. I wouldn't want to live in Soho. See, I like it there because it's all fucking stores. It's all retail. I love it. It's not even, and the places are fucking small and way overpriced. You mean the apartments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are tons of lofts. I mean, there are, but then those are even more. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't like the idea of like walking downstairs and you're in like a fucking, basically a tourist trap. Okay. There's so many, it's just people shopping. Right. And also it's like you live in like the East Village, it's like a 10 minute walk to Soho. See, I don't know the areas. Um, But yeah, I'd get an apartment there and a house here. And then it would be like probably a three-bedroom. There would 1,000% be a fucking swimming pool. Oh, yeah. 
absolutely a swimming pool. Yeah. That would be like one of the nicer features. Yeah. That would be amazing. Maybe like a small viewing room, like a little theater room, maybe. Because okay. I've seen that before and like some look kind of cool. Well, the small ones are pretty fantastic. Because I wouldn't even do it because I'm like, I watch TV all the time. Because if you're like hosting like a thing, it would be like, I would literally have like Super Bowl parties there. Yeah. My and I don't even care about football. My friend's dad has, has one. And yeah. uh, I've watched some Super Bowls there. It's pretty great. I'd have a fucking cool office. Yeah. Like a nice, big, old wooden table. Right. And you know what, what would be in there? 100% in that office? Hmm. An Ames chair. Okay. Which one? The lounger? Yeah, the lounger. Yeah. That is like, I love that thing so much. 4000 bucks. I would get it tattooed on me. I've seen that tattoo. Oh, yeah, me too. I've actually, you know what I saw that was so cool? Someone reupholstered an Eames lounger with like an Aztec fabric. It really? so fucking rad. I hate that Aztec. It's such a fucking trendy look too. It still looks good. Outside of it being trendy, it's still beautiful. I like the classic look of the Eames, Ames, whatever. I've wanted, I don't have any room in my house for one, but I used to. I used to <laughs> you make room. I used to <laughs> honestly think to myself, that's how I know I'll be successful. I didn't want the lounger though. Mm-hmm. I want the there's a there's a set of chairs Mies van der Rohe design called pavilion chairs. I've seen those. They had them in the library at Art Center, and mm-hmm. they're so well designed. I used to fall asleep in them sitting up. Yeah, and I've always wanted those, but they don't really fit in my house, and I, they're also a fortune. But they come in white leather, and they are luxurious. Yeah, Eames chairs are crazy. So there'd be one of those in there, um, and. Like a backyard, like a cool backyard is important with like a lot of trees and shit. A yeah. swimming pool for sure. I'd want a, like a, a game room of some kind where you'd have like arcade games. Ping pong table. Ping pong table, a pool table. That would be like like a cool den, you know, yeah. where like you, your friends come over. You, that's a way you can like hang out and shit. I'd want Asteroids as a game. I'd yeah. want a Street Fighter. Yeah. I'd I need would. a Mortal Kombat. Right. Medieval Madness, the pinball game, first thing, first game that goes you in there. You probably shove all these games into one machine. Uh, not the pinball, but no, the other no, ones yeah, I think you one, could. No. But it's like I got $100 million. I'm getting each individual. I just wouldn't want to have that much clutter. I'm getting the originals. Number three, large treehouse in Malibu. That's where I live. In a house, and then there's a treehouse no, no, no. in it? The house is a treehouse. It's just one treehouse. I live in a huge treehouse yeah. in malibu very impractical <laughs> no not no not impractical practical very practical what is it going to be like this you can't have air conditioning in a fucking treehouse where can't. are you going to get this tree it's i look it's not going to be an easy find right but once i find the perfect tree or have it brought here from africa yeah and re where there are plenty of trees yeah africa? exactly i import no, in certain parts, there's those giant uh, in the trees jungles. in the Serengeti, yeah, yeah. and or the rainforest tree. I'm open to that too. I have it imported and replanted. I have to adjust my local ecosystem to make it flourish, and then I build a gigantic treehouse. Now, gigantic by treehouse standards, not a mansion. I'm right. talking like maybe a thousand square feet bigger than this house, so like 2,400 square feet. But I live in the trees, right? In in Malibu, because I want cooler weather. You're yeah. going to run out of money 20 years before I do. <laughs> I mean, you're literally, before your list is even done, you're going to be coming to me and asking me to borrow a million dollars just so you can get back on your feet. See, but I'm looking at the rest of my list. That's the big ticket items are first. Are first, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm going, I go the other, I'm going kind of like, I'm not going big and then down, but I'm going like 
I'm going to plateau. Right. And then kind of go back down. Actually, I'm looking at this list. This is pretty expensive shit. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, treehouse. Okay, treehouse. <laughs> so I'm just living in like a regular. I live in a fucking treehouse. Your man. commute to the animal sanctuary is gonna cost you. Are you gonna get a helicopter? The animal sanctuary lands probably in like you know near Calabasas because okay. that's where there's a lot of like land you know where it gets kind of hot. And since since Lomos is gonna be powered by solar panels, we're dealing with like the valley. Yeah. So that you know I'm 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 uh, I'm just over under the 101, and then I'm on my way to animal sanctuary. Right. You know, I got it. I got that figured out. That's my number four. Okay. No, it was my number three. Um, next thing I'd get, mm-hmm. it, now that I have a house, because I couldn't do this other thing first, because where would I put it, Right. is I would get two brand new cars. Okay, what kind? Uh, the first one would be a motherfucking Tesla. Okay. Because it's an electric vehicle. Right. And it's beautiful looking. Yeah. I always think they're Lotuses when I see them. Uh, a little bit, yeah. There a Tesla? Well, there's that one, that one Lotus. But then there's that ugly or Lotus. Or there's that, that like sporty Jaguar that it looks like, kind of. Yeah, which I don't like. Or maybe I'm thinking Alfa Romeo. There's an Aston Martin that looks like the That's Tesla. That's exactly what There's I mean. a couple of Aston a Martins. A guy down the street has an Aston Martin yeah. that looks like that. Those are the fucking annoying. Those you are like, like I'm pretending to be rich. Like all this fucking. Really? Aston Martins are. I mean, they're like, they're, they're look, they're nice cars and they're not cheap. But it's also like people think that like I'm in a fucking luxury exotic car. And it's like, no, those are Ferraris and Lamborghinis and Bugattis and McLarens and like the crazy nice ones. Aston Martins are like at the bottom of, you know. I just like that they come in dark green. Yeah, I mean, look, they're cool. That's but, some real Anglophile shit, though. But I just when you see people like tearing around the streets of Hollywood, it's like relax, dude. You're not driving a fucking Lamborghini. Chill out. Okay. Um, a lot of hate. So I would get. It's just annoying. Because <laughs> um, you know, they're showing off, and it's like you're not. There's people in this city a mile away from you right now who have the real money and they have the real. What's an Aston ex- Martin cost? I mean, they can cost like in the neighborhood of like a hundred thousand. To like maybe probably two or a little above. Like I mean, I'm talking the base level that you see people trying to show off with. Is that a hundred? Th- you might be able to get one for maybe under a hundred, but it's like in the neighborhood of a hundred. Goddamn, lot of money. Hundred and twenty. Yeah, but dude, there's like Porsches that cost that much. It's on the low end of the ex- in the exotic car world. Right. So it's- once you like get right above BMW and Mercedes and all those, then you enter exotic. It's at the bottom of exotic, pretty okay. much. I I don't have a car on this because there's cars that are like. Minimum seven eight hundred thousand dollars for yeah. like the real where you see them and you're like, it looks like you saw an alien because you're right. like that's not how's that on this planet kind of yeah. car. Anyway, I'd get a Tesla and then I would get a classic car, which I think would be either a nineteen sixty five or six El Camino, good, or a sixty uh, six Buick Skylark, good, um, or. I'm always still like, should I get a 64 and a half or 65 Mustang? Because 64 and a half are like not that easy to find. No, but and they're the they first. do have that cool spider web rim though. What the do you honeycomb mean? rims? Oh, yeah. Those are awesome. Um, and I would, I would have it fully restored, like original everything. Yeah. Because that would be like your weekend car, yeah. you know? Like I'm not driving that around every day. I, I don't have any cars on this list, but I would... The El Camino's, I mean... Dude, it's a beautiful car. You know what car. I fuck with, though? 67 Chevy Nova 2. Okay, yeah. That thing is 
perfect to me. Yeah. That's that to me. Also, you're going to be living in Malibu. That's where people drive all those things. That's too. my favorite. I think that may be my favorite muscle car. Uh-huh. That or a, uh, uh, a 71 Hemi Barracuda. I like a Dodge Duster. Those are fucking really the cool. Duster, dude, you get a Duster for so cheap. Or the, the equivalent, the Plymouth Squire. Um, number four, I start a small artist colony. What does that mean? I buy a small building, like a three-story, just like an industrial building. Okay. And I, I basically let artists of my choosing have studio space for free. For free? For free. I okay. make no money off of it, except having the building. Right. You know, maybe I rent out just a small, but I, I, I probably just let, I make it as like a, a free space. For artists, why don't you just turn it like try and start a non-profit artist thing? Where whatever, like, same thing. It gets. I, I, you can't stay forever. You stay until you start to like become successful, and then you have to leave. Right. But it's a place for art because the thing is, it's really hard. If you want to get famous as an artist, you got to make big ass paintings a lot of times or big pieces of art. It's really hard to find studio space to do that. Studio space is always becoming very expensive right. because as soon as artists start renting places, developers follow them. Then there's a cheese shop, and then it becomes a cool neighborhood. So yeah. it's always hard to find. It's happening these in downtown right now. Yeah, exactly. So I would start a nonprofit artist space colony type deal, right? For people to to make shit. And then, how much money do you think that would cost? That would probably cost three million bucks. For, we mean, like to get to the buy spit. the building. To buy the building and like you know renovate it and turn it not into lot, like the great thing about it not a lot of renovating they really just need walls and space yeah but it would still you'd have to take the existing building and tear down the entire inside and build new walls and that's you know. their job I'm like here's your space get to work a lot of those industrial buildings are already they're they're like factory space I may have to take out all the machinery but well, like, yeah there's not a lot of walls and shit. But you'd have to put up walls so yes. everyone has their own space. That's a great thing about artists. They know how to make walls. I can make a wall. I've done it before. But you have $100 million. So you just... Look, I'm not their dad. Hire a company. I'm not their fucking dad, bro. <laughs> okay, that would cost a couple of million dollars. Maybe And more. the upkeep. Maybe more. Yeah. Yeah. Because how long would you plan on having this? Forever. That would cost a lot of money. Okay, but it's a non-for-profit, which means it's a great well, tax shelter. Okay, now it's an it's a not it's a not for profit. Well, I was gonna give it away. Anything you give away for free is just pure deductions, right? So uh, I would it's a it would be a pretty solid tax shelter. It might end up making me a little. Uh huh. It's like having a farm. Okay, um, I would open a uh, vintage store. Oh yeah, yeah. because while I'm on the road. I could go to places right. and find stuff. Like I wouldn't have to just have other people go do it. I would get, it would be curated entirely by me. Okay. So I could be on the road and I could you know, get there a couple days earlier, stay a couple days later, and you know, be, essentially become a picker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. While I'm doing You know what would be shows. the best kind of picking is uneducated picking. <laughs> Is it because, like, when I watch, I like that show. American Pickers. American Pickers. It's so good. But those guys, they know so much. They're almost burdened by having too much knowledge. Yeah. Where they're like, that one's okay, but it's this. It's almost better just like, that just looks cool. And you don't, since you're not trying to do it as a career, you just be doing it for fun. You just be, it'd almost be more fun if you just pick cool shit all the time. Yeah, but you still need to know what's good. Yeah, no, no. You'd know what's good to a certain degree. But since you weren't depending on it for your livelihood... Right. I think it would be more fun. 
I was talking about this with Delray that watch having watches be one of my hobbies has sort of become it's sort of ruined or it's not really that fun anymore because uh-huh. in a weird way I know t- I have too much knowledge now not that I have tons and tons compared to other people mm-hmm. but because I know about all of them it's kind of ruined hunting for them because I instantly when I see something that maybe I used to would have gotten excited about I'm like eh it's not a big deal like I've just seen too many and spent too much time looking and what impresses me is like gotten kind of ruined that's why like there's after I bought that one watch it just was like okay it's sort of done yeah <laughs> like I got the best one or or one of the best ones that I like yeah I've seen it all I've done it all yeah I get now it. I'm retired I get it there's two watches I was going to pick from the 5970 or the Elang and Sonne Pour le Merite Torbillion, which that thing's like a half million, a half, it's a half million bucks. She, I mean, why did you get that one too? You have a hundred million dollars. Now that I think about it, I think I may get that one instead because it's got a cool hole in the dial with a Torbillion. Right. Baller watch. So insane. They make like 50 a year. Half a million dollars. Yeah, dog. <laughs> I mean, how often would you wear that thing? That's the beauty of it. I wouldn't be afraid to wear it because I'd have so much money. The one time I had a what I would consider the most expensive watch I ever owned, I never wore it because I was afraid of damaging it because it was gold. Gold you dent really easily. Mm. So I wore it like 10 times in three years. Wow. Which seemed really stupid. So then I just sold it. Yeah. Because it just was like this. I don't enjoy What kind of watch was it? It was an A. Lang & Son 1815. Uh. It's a really simple man. You'd actually really like it. It's a really simple dial. Mm-hmm. It just has uh, Arabic numerals. On a like a silver dial, and with the the cool the hands are blue. It's a manual wind watch, very simple. You you can see into the back. It's got a really beautiful movement. But it was like the nice. It's basically it's it's the Aston Martin. It's the it was the base level of yeah. high. It was like the base level of their high end watches. That company makes exceedingly expensive watches. Yeah, and it was the it was the one of their brand, the only one in their brand I had the money for at the time. Yeah, but then I never wore it. It was. It's a watch you wear with a suit, only. Yeah, not like a fucking ironic T-shirt and no. jeans and Converse. No, I, although I mean, I wish I hadn't sold it. I missed that thing, and now I kind of want it again, but it's way too expensive now because you can't find them. Yeah, they stopped making it, and you can't find the one I have for less than I think it's eleven thousand dollars. Jesus, dude. Yeah, it's for too, a watch. It's a fucking well, dude. Watches, watches can get a kind of expensive that is. Shocking. Well, yeah, you just described a half million dollar yeah. watch. Yeah, well, that that's that's the same thing. Wrist watches at that level are the exact same thing as exotic cars. It's about a shocking amount of engineering and and a crazy amount of time it takes to make them. Yeah, and that's rarity. The, yeah, just ra- yeah, rarity. The watch I'm wearing right now, this Timex Weekender. Yeah, twenty nine ninety nine on sale. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah. we know what you really desire, and it has an Indiglo. But now feature. you've ruined yourself, and I. This is, it's so exciting to me that you've made the mistake, the mistake of liking a watch that is expensive. The Ben Russ Sky Chief. Is it Ben Russ or Ben Rue? I think it's Ben Russ. I've always heard people say Ben Russ. Okay. Because I think it was kind of an American thing. Okay. Uh, you like the Ben Russ Sky Chief. Very hard to find. It is such a beautiful watch. <laughs> I can just like... I can literally just sit there and look at it for this like exactly five minutes. exactly what happened to me the first watch I ever liked. But I mean, I've always liked... Watches, but you like chronographs. What does that mean? The three it has three dials, has three little dials. 
Oh yeah, those are cool. You like it when they look a little techier, a no. little bit, but not too much. Another mistake. Yeah, because it's a more complicated movement. The first watch right. I ever, I'm driving in Chinatown on Broadway. I see a sign. I look at the watch. I go, "That's a cool looking watch." I knew nothing. I didn't know any names. I I, I look take I look at it. I write down the name. I look it up when I get home. It costs thirty thousand dollars. Of course, yeah. That's why, like, I've always like like I've worn a watch since I was like twelve. When it's like I have no need to. I yeah. love like even like. The old Casio calculator watches, and I just love. Oh, they're great! The way they look and all that stuff, but I never got too into like watches because they're so they were always so far out of reach. I'm like, yeah. I'm not one to lust over things that are so expensive, because then you just become a person that is just desires crazy expensive things. Yeah, people go like, one day I'm gonna own a Porsche or this and that, and you know. It's, I don't know. Like I've always found it a waste of time. Well, the nice thing about watches is you can like that other one I showed you, the Citizen one. You like that? They, yeah. There are like there's a lot of really cool watches that aren't actually that expensive. Yeah, I mean that one was like and a almost reasonable. the more you get into them, the the more you can, the more you end up liking some of those weird old watches that aren't expensive. I love like now I love kind of finding these odd little brands because you find out all these little brands you're like what is this brand? It turns out they're just an offshoot of a pre-existing brand. Yeah, Rolex has a Rolex has Tudor. Yeah, that's the But then there's like all these old brands back then would just start these new brands to become their own competition. Uh-huh. So like, you know, Ben Russ, I think was a, <coughs> like Ben Russ and Elgin, I think were part of the same company. There's a lot of companies that just did that. They were the, a part of these larger groups. Yeah. And so you're like, Oh, that's just an, and you, so they're all, it's cool. Cause you realize they're all about the same quality. Right. But yeah, but you have decided to like a watch that's a hard to find and sort <laughs> of expensive. I'll buy, dude. I'd get a dude, knockoff. I looked those up. There are not many out there. Oh, it sucks. They are fucking beautiful. Yeah, they really are. The black face, black dial, chronograph. The t- the way it says Sky Chief is cool. Yeah. But I mean, that's a watch. That price is a watch you can just save up for over the long term. I guess that's so much money. Uh, that's like second year of a sitcom money. No, it's not. That's How much is it? It's twenty five hundred bucks. Oh, I thought you were gonna like say it was like seven, eight, ten. No, grand. no, 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 no. I, the Sky Chiefs, I see. Oh, the Sky that, yeah. Then that is first year of a sitcom. I only found like four of them, but they were in the twenty five hundred to three thousand dollar range. Oh yeah, yeah. That's first year. That's like a good commercial campaign. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's not like that's not impossible. Yeah. I thought you were gonna get into the seven, eight thousand, whatever. Where I'm like, I can't. I don't even want to think about no, that no, watch no, anymore. No, 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 no. So anyway, my vintage store. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not gonna make the mistake of oh, vintage clothes, records, and all this crazy shit. It's just gonna be a fucking straight up clothing store. There's gonna be shirts, jackets, boots, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, just shit I like, shit I'm into. Um, and then cool shit on the walls, like old bicycles and you know that kind of yeah. stuff, like things that I would like like to collect and have. Yeah. It would all go in there. Um, and when you walk in, there is a coffee bar. Oh, yeah, we discussed There's this. absolutely a coffee bar yeah. in that place Yeah, That's where cool. I will moonlight as a barista. Yeah. Sometimes. I go, you know what? He's in there, man. Do you know what? Today I'm making the coffee. Okay, number five of mine is weird. I lobby for the legalization of prostitution, then pay for a small harem. Wait, what? I want a harem of ladies. Is this like a real thing? Sure. Is a real thing you want to do if you had $100 million? I think so. You want a harem? I mean, I told you I wrote this fast. Right. I want. I like having lots of women around. But after you looked it over, when you got, (laughs) 
when you got to that one, you were like, yep, I still mean that. I, I still think I still do. I mean, uh-huh. you may be able to talk me out of it right now. Uh-huh. It's kind of like my sex version. I want to see where this goes first. It's my <laughs> sex version of the artist colony. <laughs> okay. So you want like a bunny ranch? Yeah. Like a, yeah. The thing yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want, I want the Playboy Mansion. No, no, no. The, the, I'm talking about the... Moonlight Bunny. But they're all prostitutes for other people. I'm saying, yeah, but you want, want it for yourself. Yeah. I think I'd be fine if they had boyfriends. Dating other people. I'd be okay with that. As long as everything, everyone was safe and I didn't have to talk about it. So where would you keep this? Like they would, what, live on their... Well, they can't live in a treehouse because it's not big enough. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess. Yeah, shit, now I got to buy another house. Yeah. Fuck. You gotta, they're all, all going to live in an apartment building or yeah, something? Yeah, no, no. Or? Oh, maybe I just buy an apartment building. Okay. Yeah. But you got to have... But then pro- they'd all be living in it rent-free. Yeah. That would end up costing you money. Well, I don't need a huge harem. So if I buy like a 10-unit apartment building, I really only need five apartments for girls and five for other... Also, are you paying all their expenses? Their food, clothing? It's very... Honestly, it's very... A lot of it's up to them. You got to really... You got to want to be in my harem. So why legalize prostitution? There are girls that just do that. I don't want to... I don't want to ever have it get into a gray area where I could go to jail. I feel like once prostitution is legal, it makes it a lot easier. And it makes it seem a lot less creepy what I'm doing. I guess so. But then yeah. you'd be the face of, you know, he, of that's, that's who legalized prostitution. And then look what he did right after that. You'd be the creepiest guy no, I'd be to a, a large number of people. Uh, also a hero to another large group of people. A smaller minority who are looked down as like, oh, those guys. <laughs> like, hooray, prostitution's legal. <laughs> like, yeah, who's very, thinking about that that it's often? It's very elective. I don't seek them out at all. It's the email me <laughs> and say, hey, like what you're about. You can just find girls that will live that lifestyle. Yeah, no, arrangement finders. I'm aware of it. Yeah, yeah. There's like, you know, athletes do that. They got like their chicks in different towns and they just fucking pay for them to live. They keep have to keep it very hidden. I don't want it to be very hidden. It didn't have to be hidden. You're not married. Yeah, You're just I'd a like guy with chicks. Out. Remember when Charlie Sheen did it? He had like, he called them his goddesses. Right. I liked that. Nothing is hidden about that guy. Yeah. And I think I'd end up marrying one of them sooner or later. This sounds like... It would be more expensive than all the other individual Look, things. I may not be a person who should have a lot of money. It doesn't sound like you should. <laughs> these five things are like, you're going to run out of money in 10 years. Yeah. Because these aren't like, none of these things are purchases that are just like, that's the end of the purchase. Here's a receipt. You're done. They're all things that will continue to cost money. Keep in mind, though, when you have <coughs> a lot of money, the money you're making in interest is insane. Now, granted, you're not, you don't have a huge chunk, but still, it's a lot more money than I can spend. I'm still making quite a bit of money in interest. How are you making money in interest? Because it's not all sitting in an account. You're getting checks every week. Well, I wouldn't be spending all that at one time. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be spending the whole check every time I get it. For, if you have all five of these things at the same time, yeah, no, you would. No, no, I'm not getting these all in like the same week. But after like three or four years, you'd have those first five things and- all at once. <laughs> and you'd be burning money. That's true. Well, I, I mean, I feel like, look, I may not have a lot left over. It'd be close. <laughs> It'd be really you'd close. Be, you'd be a struggling multimillionaire. That's funny. That sounds like a lot of fun. Like, I, then, yeah, it, I got, I'm out here hustling to keep this harem together. It'd be stressful. Do you want to, what's your, what's your next one? Um, 
I'm more worried about all of yours at this one. Like, how is it you? Are you even going to fucking do this? Yeah, the harem thing probably doesn't work out very well. Yeah, that one does not even make a lot of sense. You know what it is? It's a perfect premise for like a romantic comedy where I'm gathering a, a harem, and you know what happens instead? I meet the one, and I just get married and have kids. Right. And then what happens to the harem? I never start it. It becomes the artist colony. They, oh, they become artists. They yeah. find their inner artist. Mm-hmm. And one of them ends up running the, the colony for you. Yeah. The other one, like, opens a women's shelter. She becomes so successful, I get another $100 million. Yeah. Um, okay, let's pause the list and okay. talk about this. Because right now, we're living lives where a lot of people know we have a lot of money. Okay, yeah. And we're spending it, and we're clearly, money's no object. It's right. not a problem. But a lot of people in our lives are still living regular, working nine to five. Yeah. You know, living like, you know, check to check, that kind of thing. Right. So you have friends now that are asking you for money. Yeah. How are you going to handle that? I I mean, if I'm being honest with myself, I end up giving them quite a bit of money. Okay. I'm pretty good at saying no. So I wouldn't say no to giving them money, but it would be about like, dude, I'm not giving you 50 grand for whatever bullshit this is. It would be like, I would hope that my friends would come to me like, hey, man. I'm fu- I just got fired. And it'd be more about like, okay, you can live in my treehouse for until you get your shit together. Yeah. As opposed to like, hey, I need this much money. I would hope that the people in my life wouldn't come to me in A lot of it would be that though. They would be like, Look, dude, I like I'm fucking struggling right now. If I had like if I had like eight grand, I could really just get out of the hole. You know, I could pay off my car. I could like you know pay off some credit card debts and like I got like fucking that shit. Would you know, tol- and the thing is that shit would totally work on me. college debts. Eight grand, eight grand, because eight grand is not a lot of money when you have a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, all right, here's your eight grand. We're done. You get one, and then you know that's it. Right. I'd have you know it would be it would definitely be awkward. It would definitely be difficult and awkward at times. And with some people though, it wouldn't stop at just one. No, but then you'd have to you know I'd have to be I'd have to be like sorry, dude. I'm not your dad. Yeah. I gave, I gave you that much that you used it poorly. This is not my fucking problem anymore. And someone, like another friend's like, dude, if I could like fund this web series that I've See, been trying to do. See, that's where I don't, you know, that that's kind where of, I don't go. Because you have a lot of friends who yeah. do that kind of stuff. Actors, comedians. Totally. all. But you know. Also, I have a lot of friends that have iPhones. And like I told you, you and I, I put myself on tape using my phone the other day. Everything's cheap. Everything's fu- there's no you don't need all this money to fund your little thing. Your little thing costs little money. Right. Figure it out. As the, Steve Jobs, while ruining the music industry, made the film industry very cheap. You can edit all. You can get all this shit done. There's ways to do it. So I don't. If you come to me, you're like, dude, we need a hundred grand for the project. No, no one's gonna ask for a hundred thousand. I'm I saying like two grand. For what? You'd have to tell me for what. Well, I mean, if you want to get like a nice, like uh, one of those Canon cameras that shoots HD, it, and it, it shoots it way better than any iPhone or anything like that. I'm, the quality is, the, the difference is huge. So you want a camera, you want a tripod, you want a couple lenses. Look, there would definitely be... You want to good, hire an editor. There would definitely be good camera equipment at my animal sanctuary for making animal videos. Okay. And I would let them <laughs> rent it or borrow it on weekends when we're not filming the animals being cute. Right. A big part of the animal sanctuary is a channel to which, like Animal Planet, where you can watch the animals having a good time. And so there'd be camera equipment around. There's right. no reason for me to buy this shit for people. Uh-huh. So I'd be able to say no to those people. 
I'd be able to handle that part. See, here's what I would do. Because I've been saying no lately to not like lending people money, but people have been trying to get me to be in things for free. And yeah. I'm saying no. Or draw them stuff. Not to draw. Drawing. Not, I haven't had a lot of that lately, but um, uh, since the show has been on the air, more people that from my like that I know well-ish or have worked for uh-huh. uh, want me to do things basically for free, like their little kind of their little projects or whatever, and they and you know I wouldn't get paid, mm. and I say no. Here's what I would do to subvert that whole thing, the whole line of fucking people that would be asking for that kind of stuff. Okay. Because uh, I would probably want to do that stuff too. Yeah. So what I would do is rent like a small studio space. What's essentially like a like what would be a cheap office or something like that. Yeah. Like it's, National Lampoon. Um, why well, never I've never been in their offices? It's but. like one of those little small spaces. So I'd 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 get something like that, and then it, there'd be camera equipment and that stuff in there, and a green screen and all the things you I would need that I would want to make stuff. And then if my friends are asking for that stuff, I'm like, no, I'm not writing you a check for money that I don't know what you're actually going to go use it for. Um, I'm like, but you can rent my studio space that has everything you would need. If that's what you want to do, if you have a project where you need to shoot stuff, you could rent this for like a dirt cheap amount of money. Right. Because you can't just give people things for free because then they were just like, oh, he's just handing it out. Yeah. And then it's just like if you tell someone like, I'm I'm throwing a show, like a comedy show, and it's free. People don't treat things that are free with the same amount of respect that if they if if the show costs five bucks, there's still a little bit like the what well, we paid to get in. Let's not leave early. Let's not talk. Let's not like let's I enjoy our when experience. When Whitney was gonna tape her special, she was talking about like you know I was like, how do you get people there? They're like, oh, they they advertise it locally. I was like, oh, I go, why don't you make it free to make sure it's a sellout? She goes, because if you make it free, you get people that don't give a shit. Yeah, people that aren't actually there to see you. You make the tickets cheaper. Yeah, make them so five that, bucks, so that you you're sure to get people that want to see you, and but also like are there to see you. If it's a free show, it's a fucking disaster. Yeah, even five dollars. Yeah, is we're like well, we put a little bit into this, so we're gonna like we're not gonna leave early. Yeah, we're gonna you know we're gonna enjoy it. We're gonna treat this thing with a little more respect, and it's like you know. So I would do that because also it's like you then that way you actually can help your friends, you know? Oh, yeah. It's the, it's the teach a man to fish, give a man to fish. There's a saying, the things we achieve too easily, we esteem too lightly. Right. It's true. Number six, I buy a cop car and I just drive around ramming things with it. Can't do that. Why not? Because you would go to jail. I don't mean people and other people's cars, just like stuff. Like what? Like in the streets? I've always wanted to like hit... Like, run into walls and stuff. My friend Max Collins had a station wagon that was, like, indestructible. Yeah. And we just used to run it into things. It was so fun. So I need, like, a durable car. They have that huge bumper on the front right. of the Crown Vicks or whatever they drive now. Uh-huh. And I would just uh, I would drive around hitting stuff. Like, in the streets in public? Yeah. Okay. I, wouldn't tr- I, would, I would really try to not hurt anybody. But I think, you know what? I, I would, like, drive it into the L.A. River. Uh-huh. Just a real beater car that's durable that I could just destroy. I could slowly destroy it. I always want to ram stuff with my car. I could hit my friend's cars. That's always funny to me. I used to hit Ari's car all the time. Like if we were driving both our cars someplace and we both partnered each other, I would hit his car. Or we were at a stoplight and I was behind him, I would hit his car. I used to, yeah, I would do that to my to my friend Robert. We were at a red light. I would like inch up to him yeah. and like right when I felt 
the bumper touching it, I'd like stop and then slowly start hitting the gas. Yeah, <laughs> it's forward. really fun. Yeah, I used to do that to Laura. I love that shit. So yeah. I want a cop car to just run into stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and occasionally I would use it if I saw someone driving like an asshole. Right, I would ram their car. Okay, and then I would incur all the punishment and insurance problems. Like, okay. oh, sorry, uh, at car accident, sorry. <laughs> um, I would do. Here's another thing I would do, because I never did this growing up. Two vacations a year. Okay. Never went on vacations growing up. Okay. So all those exotic places that you see pictures of, I just right. go, oh man, what would it be like? I'd go to a different fucking one every goddamn year. Yep. One vacation in the year would be to a city. And then the other one would be to an exotic, like, uh, tropical locale right. type thing. Yeah. So yeah. there would be, Fiji would be number one. And like St. Petersburg, Russia. Yeah, yeah. A city like that, like that Moscow. would be a city. Yeah. yeah. Or I'd go to, like, Sydney. Yeah. And then another one would be, like, Costa Rica. So it would, like, okay. um, every summer would be one of those. Modesto. I don't know about Modesto. <laughs> um, I'd even go to fucking like parts of Alaska. So like, when the fuck are you ever going to go there for any reason? I went on that cruise to Alaska. Because I don't want to be, I would not be one of those $100 million heirs that is just going to sit around and just, I'm going to sit in a house and buy shit and just fucking hang out. I, I would think, use all that money to like exceed the fucking world. I think those people even who intend to sit around and just buy stuff get bored with that quick and are like, well... Let's go to India. I think you. I think you end up having to travel because the the you you in a weird way that money conquers your local area pretty quick. You're like, well, I've literally done the best shit this area has to offer. It's time to go someplace. Well, there's also the two types of people that like win that kind of money are the ones that retire and the ones that don't. Yeah, those people are interesting to me. The ones that keep working. Yeah, those ones are usually end up happier. Oh yeah, because you just can't sit around with that kind of money. It's too hard. Because you're, you're not going to be happy. You're just spending money on getting shit. And then you have the thing and you're like, that's why I asked you, like, would you really be happy if you bought a watch? With that one, yeah. And then, but I'm saying like for other stuff. But like, because oh, yeah. you, you'd have something, any possession you get, you get used to. Yeah. You know? And then you're like, well, yeah, it is my dream watch. But now it's like my watch. It's no longer a dream. It's a reality. You right. get used to the dream. And then you want more shit. And then you're like, then you resent your own stuff probably and then you're like, I'm bored all the time. None of my friends have the kind of money I have. They can't just pick up and go places with me. They have jobs. Yeah. They have friends and families and all this different shit. Um, I'd take a third vacation probably in a year which would be like a small group of like friends, family, that kind of thing. And they'd be like, where do you guys want to go? Let's go. A lot go. of rich dudes, like Mark Cuban does that I think. Yeah. He takes like his dudes. Because that would be a, a, a good way to be like, look, because I wouldn't be like selfish with, with that right. much money. I'd be like, I'm not gonna, just going to give people my, hey, man, I want a new car, dude. You got a $100 million. Give me fucking 20 grand, dude. Let me get a new car. But if you were like, look, my friends are awesome, and I love you guys, and I'm going to well, show I have you. experiences they can't have. Yeah, we're all going to fucking Hawaii in July. Everyone yeah. take a week off. We're yeah. going to Hawaii. I'm paying for all of it. That's good. Number seven, get my own shirts made. Okay. Like tailored shirts. And pants. There's a place in New York that does that. There's my friend. Places everywhere. I mean, yeah. And it's it's like great. It's and it's not, not that even much. Super expensive, but I've yeah. never done it. I've always wanted to. Mm-hmm. And just go and get like twenty shirts 
and like ten pairs of pants, and then and they're made for me, so they fit. Yeah. And then maybe I do, I maybe do jeans too, you know. And and they're made to fit me, and I never. And then I just I barely have to think about clothes ever again. Yeah. But yeah, shirts made. Do you? Back to the the two types of people thing. Do you retire or do you keep working? Well, I feel like between the animal sanctuary and the artist colony, that I'd be pretty busy, to be honest with you. Because I'd be checking on the animal uh, sanctuary a lot. The artist colony, I'd have a small space, so I'd be making stuff all the time, and I'd still do stand-up. Okay. And I'd still act in stuff that I liked. Like, I, you could give me uh, $200 million tomorrow, I'd still be on Masters of Sex. Right. Like, just because I like that show so much. Like, things like that. I wouldn't want to stop working because I am prone to being really bored. Yeah. I don't want to be bored. I still want to do stuff. Yeah, you can't be. It would be miserable. I don't, and I also don't want to be a person that just, oh, you never really. That, that to me is like someone who didn't actually like doing any of the things they did. Mm-hmm. It's like, I like the shit I do. Here's another... I still do illustration stuff for people and things that I liked. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because it's not like I get any money from that shit now anyways. Here's another thing I do. I open a comedy club. Oh, yeah. Good one. I'm absolutely doing that. A lot of hassle, dude. You're kind of the booker then. No, you don't have to be. But you, if, because you're friends with so many comics, you kind of become the hammer, and they're complaining to you. You're handing out spots. No way, dude. You hire a booker. Man. You have a booker, and you go, that's who runs it. I just, the place is open. Would you just try to buy the comedy store? Um... Yeah, I might. I would. I would probably try and the do that. The three room setup is so good. I would you probably do it? that if it was like gonna close. Say I win all this money, right? And yeah. then two, three years later, they're like, "Look, the, they're they're selling the place." I'd I'd buy it. Yeah, Pretty I'd be cool. like, "No, no, you're not selling it to a fucking, you know, improv chain or an investment group that's gonna turn into a fucking hotel or a parking lot, yeah, or anything like that. That place is staying where the fuck it is. Yeah, open." And then I'm cleaning house. <laughs> yeah. That place becomes the artist colony that it once was. <laughs> you scoffed at my artist colony. Now you just want to make your own. <laughs> I want to preserve one. Okay. <laughs> Not make one. Okay, this one, next one is weird. Number eight. Employ a group of mercenaries to kill child and animal abusers. Why are you shaking your head? <laughs> because these are like that's not even that's not even realistic. I think it actually is pretty realistic. You can't. You, it would be illegal for no, you to no, do that. I keep it hidden. I don't put out a fucking Craigslist ad. Or maybe Craigslist is the perfect place to put it. My next one kind of helps me with that. Can I go? No. Yeah. What's the next? Because that one's just fucking absurd. <laughs> Number nine. Become a member of Anonymous and the CIA. This, yeah, another one that's not happening. Just because you have money doesn't mean you all of a sudden oh, no. can be like, hello, okay, first I'd like all, to sign up for the CIA, please. Actually, that's exactly how all those things work. If you have enough money, you could go to, at your, you get to meet all these people. Fucking Elvis Presley was a, part of the, was a deputy of FBI bullshit. Well, I mean, he joined the military and no, went through. Nixon made him a deputy member of the FBI. Yeah, but that's like getting like an honorary Julia degree Child, from Harvard. Julia Childs is in the CIA. Before she became... No, during. To what degree? I don't know. Spy shit. Yeah, but she... Okay. There's no way to know to what degree she was in. And plus, you'd just be a guy that had a bunch of money. You can't just show up to the CIA and be like, hey, um, can I fill out an application, please? My mercenaries 
kill animal abusers. Right. On sight. Mm-hmm. I don't care who they are, they die. Right. And they ki- also kill child abusers so that everyone now knows that if you fuck around, mm-hmm. you could die. And then you'd be a mass murderer. Okay. I don't give a fuck about right. murdering people that deserve to be fucking murdered. Uh-huh. Done and done. I don't give a shit, dude. If you hurt dog. Well, I'm not saying that they don't deserve to be punished. Look, man, <laughs> I'm trying to make the world better. Yeah. Okay. But you're doing it like a fucking dictator. A warlord. In the 15th century would fucking do Those it. Those guys got a lot of shit done. And they, while they did it in a way that was, yes, extremely messy and violent, yeah. they helped create the modern world we now live in. Don't get me wrong. Genghis Khan, total dick. But people knew what was up, bro. Right. People knew, don't talk shit to Genghis. Okay. They didn't really help create the modern world that they live in. They tried to take it over and make it their own place. British Empire. They built stuff. Well, I, mean, I mean, empires did we, do we things. We stole Hawaii. But Genghis Khan was like a, a, a one-man conqueror. Yeah. He's like pretty, a Hitler or pretty, like a Mussolini. Pretty or, cool. Yeah, pretty not, cool. not really. My mercenaries are constantly... Oh, look, they accidentally killed Mike Vick. Oh, sorry. Whoops. Right. Oh, whoops. Oh, yeah, you shit. would be like a... Uh, look, I, what, my... You'd be like a murderous uh, king slash dictator. My version of having $100 million gets weird. Yeah, your version of having $100 million like, takes place with the like moral code of like... My moral code. The 18th, 17th century. It's only my moral code. Yeah, that's what those kings back then were saying. Well, yeah. Look, I'm not... Cr- I, look. It was a, You know what they called it? It was a divine right. Sure. Like they were put here by God. Sure. Or God's... Call it whatever you want, dude. Yeah. This is my shit. You'd be dangerous with that much money. Clearly. Yeah. I told you, that's not a good idea. Right. The times I've had an excess amount of money, I didn't make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. I need an allowance. Is what I essentially need. Right. But yeah, no. The, my mercenaries travel the world killing animal abusers right they go they go they 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 storm the circuses that would cost so much money you'd be you're essentially broke at this point in your list but i'm doing some really interesting shit yeah you're gonna burn out quick maybe 10 years i would i would give it 10 years but i write a book about all the things i did i get a lot of it back very popular book i don't know very popular book dude don't know what it was like, it's called, what it was like being God. My 10 years of craziness. People love right. that shit. And then you make like, well, at like this 10. point though, you've lost everything. I've lost everything. I've learned a lot of lessons. So you're broke. I probably get, for a book like that, a really successful book, I may come away with like two or three million bucks. I put all of that in the bank in a very conservative investment. I'm, I'm making like, I don't know, 200 grand a year in interest and I'm just mellow. I go back to normal. Just a normal dude. If you're not in jail. I mean, I've probably been in jail a while. I've been in, I write the book in jail. Right. Clearly, that's the only, the only thing that would yeah, make but You'd be in jail for a long time. Ah. 20 to life, at least. I get, the thing is, jury of my peers, guy who killed child molesters and animal abusers, I like my chances. I'm getting minimum sentences. Yeah, but, I mean, th- again, you're, sa- you're thinking of a society that in the 17th century would minimum be like, sentences. yes, he was... And, dude, I'm No one stands for vigilantism I'm now. You can't do that. I'm very high-level mercenaries. I, I mean, the fact of the matter is the numbers, my mercenaries end up killing... You probably wouldn't even be tried in front of a jury of your peers. You'd be considered a national 
probably worldwide threat. And also This hero. guy hired mercenaries and to also, murder people. And also a hero. And also a hero. I think the one would so overtake I, the I other. Go to ju- the thing is, I go to trial. My mercenaries are all pretty good. There's one that fucks up. So I'm, I'm not going to be tried for all the murderers. They're only going to catch me for like one. Okay. No, they'd catch you for every last one. No, they wouldn't. Yeah, they would. No. You know why? Why? Because we live in the 21st century where every move you make is being watched. Okay, this is no, there's no cell phones involved. D- dude, how are you going to do it? You clearly don't know how to hire mercenaries. <laughs> how are you going to do it then? I'm not going to explain to you how to hire mercenaries. You're going to write letters to the mercenaries? Would, dude, it does, this stuff doesn't take place on paper, bro. What happens? Dude, I can't. You just. This is verbal. This is all verbal, bro. How do you meet with them? How do you talk to them? There are, pe- there are places to go. There are people to find. You got to walk around, man. You got to walk the earth. You got to find these people. They're out there. I know people that know people that know people that know people. This is part of being an anonymous in the CIA, too. You meet people that this is don't ridiculous. adhere the to The first two or three things were reasonable. Like, yeah, that's but what you do honestly, with money. Honestly, though, it's the same. When, when, a, when you find out a guy, like when they find it, when they bust a hitman, like a mob hitman. Mm-hmm. The guy's always like, I probably killed 70 people. They only bust him for like three. They have enough evidence. Here's what I've learned from your list so far. Right. Is that you don't, with, you want a lot of money to not make the world a better place. Wrong. You want it to escape the world we now live in and create your own world where you're in charge. What's the point of having mo- that much <laughs> money if you're not in charge of your own world? No, you want to be in charge of the entire world. I think I have a lot of good ideas in your own way with like your with a ton, with not even enough money to do it. You would need <laughs> you would need a hundred billion dollars. You'd need more than that in order to get away with all the stuff. You'd need more than that. Honestly, you know what I saw a stat a statistic. The guy who owned the Hearst the, the, the all the Hearst properties. Uh-huh. I forget his first name. William Randolph. William Randolph Hearst. Yeah. They adjusted his wealth to now. <laughs> he has probably like at trillions. It was in the trillions, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. It was in the trillions. See, that's why we, we don't live in a world like that anymore where there's like four guys that have more money than th- they can even be controlled with. Like uh, Carnegie and guys yeah. like that, Hearst and people like that. They had so much money. They yeah. literally owned america yeah they're like well, owned america i own the railroads yeah. and all the mining industries so uh insanity. guess what the laws are going to be like now insanity you can't live you can't have that i want it so uh it's impossible i I, I really feel like i'm in jail for less than eight years where i write my book <laughs> right the book is a huge success okay. because this shit is true and you can, and people are just so enamored with it because uh-huh. all I did was kill child molesters, mercenaries, rescue animals, wear really nice clothing. And so then uh, after that, I just go back to what it essentially is a normal upper middle class life mm-hmm. and, uh, and the rest of my life is spent teaching so people can learn lessons from my adventures. You would be considered a psychopath to some to Some a lot of people. There, people would write people. books about you. Right. They're like, this is what happens when someone is given too much money. There's a, there's a certain Howard Hughes vibe to what I'd like to do. But I feel the good outweighs the bad. Not by a lot, but it does in the end. Here's the, the problem that you're, the connection you're not making is that you can't do good People can't see the good you've done when you've done so much bad to get there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think that's true. Like you think the means... Is How that the much right bad thing? am I really doing to get there? Just the mercenary part? 
murdering? Yeah, you can't just try and execute people on your own. You all, there's you, no try, bro. These you, guys are dead. You can't do it. I could do it. And and I mean, I'm, you're just like legally. You're like you murdered someone. Society does not allow that. You're like you murdered someone. I'm like, oh, this guy. You want this guy around? Uh huh. Like, eh, you're right. He sucks. Because here's the thing. How do you? How are you finding out about these people who anonymous, are? This is why I'm a member of Anonymous and CIA. I'm right. cross-referencing these two forms of information. Uh-huh. I'm ca- cross-referencing because you know what the CIA has a, a large department for and a lot of funding for to find out who's abusing animals. They don't try hard enough. Yeah, the CIA in has several states, an entire department. In several it's part states, of the black budget that Congress approves. They literally haven't <laughs> connected. People that abuse animals as a part of the National Crime Database, despite the fact that most people that become fucking serial killers start out by abusing the living shit out of animals. They don't connect them. They don't fucking connect them to the larger database. It's bullshit. Some states don't even fucking do it. So that is actually not correct. Who the fuck is ever going to know? The priority that law enforcement puts on animal abuse is bullshit because they're linked. They're super linked. Violent crime is super linked to violent to violence towards animals. That's where all of it starts. But the problem is, how would anyone know someone's abusing an animal if it's like a kid, a teenager, an adult? It's like it's not like they're doing it in a park or a restaurant. I take out commercials. I put on commercials on every anywhere on anywhere yeah. there's a screen. You're broke in seven years, and I say, <laughs> you know, of an animal. Being you're abused? broke in <laughs> seven years. You know, of an animal being. You don't abused? even get to this part because you're broke. Do you know of an animal being abused? <laughs> Email the info to this. Email address, mm-hmm. and then let let the let the bullets fly, bro. Right. So that right there is the exact first place law enforcement is going to look when all of a sudden a bunch of people who own pets start disappearing from their neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. They're going to go. You know what? Maybe it was that insane multimillionaire guy who won the lottery that's I'm killing not all these the commercials, people. dude. And I've, I, because I'm now a member of Anonymous, mm-hmm. my hacker friends, which hackers are going to run the world soon, right. they create, they, they make my like contacts things by a means that cannot be traced on any level. Right. Same with, I'm paying people you're, in Bitcoin, You're, you're not living in I'm a, paying people in Bitcoin. You're not living in a world based in, in, re, in reality. Well, I didn't, when we decided to make this list, it wasn't like, hey, make a super realistic list. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you said at the beginning, these are things that you would do. Yeah. But I after tried. the first like four, it became like, you know what? The rules that, like in your next list, your next thing is going to be like, uh, number 10, I will do away with gravity. No, I will make a, gravity look, disappear. There's a really good chance. We can all float in the air. There's a really good chance that when I'm like, hey, I, I walk, I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm, I'm going around the world and I'm like, hey, I'm looking for mercenaries. I get arrested right away. Uh-huh. Now, by a, like a sting operation. <laughs> yeah. Granted, after that, I may stop that particular goal. Right. But I would try to do these things. If they were like, look, dude, this isn't going to happen. Instead, maybe what I would do is take that money I was going to put towards mercenaries to murder them and just lobby Congress to make the, the, the punishment worse. Right. And to connect the databases of animal abusers to, to, so that they can be traced when looking for violent criminals. Right. But yeah, a lot of these things would fail. The harem thing fails in a second. It's just about trying. It's about the gesture. Yeah. And I think I would learn from the failure of all these particular things. And then that would... At the cost of $100 million. I'm not a money guy. I like money to a certain degree. But like, if I, you know me, if I wanted tons and tons of money, I'd be trying to do different shit than I'm trying to do. I mean, that's not necessarily true. I don't... Do you, do you see the me... The link between people that are like... 
uh, materialistic and crave wealth is not directly related to how hard they try to get it. No, but I mean the ver- I, you don't. I don't think the way in which I go about the work I do is particularly ambitious towards the money angle. Yeah, but I'm saying those aren't like mutually exclusive. No, they're not. But like for me, I don't particularly. I don't go after money that hard. Right. I, I, my notion is But like, that's why this is an interesting question is because just because you don't go after it doesn't mean that you would become a different person or your true self and how you value material wealth would come out of you once all of a sudden you're given $100 million. No, I'd be super juiced on it for a little while. It might get weird. Yeah. I'd talk about it too much for like the first year. Right. Just mention it too much. Yeah, I mean, everyone, I think, would get like, all right, you get one year, you get it out of your system, like, you can be fucking, you know, weird, you can be a dick, you can be yeah. this, you can be that. But after a while, it's like, the the rest of your life is going to yeah, be shaped. Also, you know what? I think I would probably feel so guilty for right. all of a sudden having so much more money than everyone I know. Dude, it would end up being a lot of helping. I would just be like, fuck, I gotta... I would, I'd probably try to start companies to, like, give people jobs and shit. That's what I've always felt is like the duty of people that are maybe get wealth they didn't earn is like not to go out and like work to be like everybody else. It's to start businesses that can employ people. Right. Because you have the money to do it and do it correctly and give people real jobs and like instead of hoarding it, you can actually use it for good. I start a no I would start a nonprofit for um for like the arts. Yeah. So for like kids who want to learn to, you know, draw, paint, uh, play instruments, yeah, uh, sing, dance, all those things that like not a lot of schools have, or they have, but you need to actually have money in order to participate. Like I wanted to learn how to play the guitar when I was a kid, but there was no money to get a fucking guitar. Yeah. And it was just like, no, that costs money. And then you got to pay for classes and all these different things. And it was just like too far out of reach. So there's a lot of kids that like would end up staying out of a lot of trouble if they had things that... Because when you're a kid, there's a lot of kids, there's not a ton of shit that legitimately interests you to where you yourself as a kid would pursue it as an extracurricular activity. Right. But if a kid actually expresses interest in like, I would love to learn this thing that would better my mind and soul and keep me out of trouble, they should have access to that. I think instead of a treehouse, I maybe want to live on a small island. Okay. There's all those like small islands off the coast of California. Yeah, you can just fucking buy. Richard yeah. Branson, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Although he lost his. But Richard Branson. Yeah, I think that I think I'd want that instead. There's people that yeah, you can just buy islands. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think I'd change Treehouse and Malibu to small island. Right. With a very large bridge to the island. All your money's gone. Yeah, bridge is expensive. Oh right? man, that's I could just get a helicopter. Fortune yeah. I'd rather have a I don't know if I'd rather have a helicopter or a boat. Yeah. Both dangerous to me. I think a boat's less dangerous. Probably get a boat. Yeah, I would, uh, like, frivolous purchases like that. I would get, like, I'd get a boat. That'd be cool. Would you just buy, if, would you just buy the Sky Chief and that would be the only watch you ever really like? Or would you ruin yourself by getting into watches and then wasting a lot of money? No, I would just get that watch and then just probably. The Sky Chief. Yeah. That's the move. I've decided, me and Delray have been talking about this all week. One watch. None of this fucking multiple watches shit. Yeah. Well, how many do you have now? Five. Five? Yeah. How many does he have? He only has, he has two. 
But I think he's going to get rid of one of them. And I think I'm going to get rid of all but one. Like, there's a couple of mine. I mean, I have a lot of them, but not... I mean, like, nice ones. Yeah. Like, I have three nice... I have four... One I can't get rid of because I wear it on the show. And then I have four what I would consider nice watches. Uh Uh-huh. Varying in price. But I think what I'm going to do is get rid of all of them and just have one. And then maybe... And then save up for like a really rad one as opposed to having like four that I like but don't like aren't obsessed with right um okay and just like free up that brain space that mm. I spend thinking about wristwatches and looking at them online yeah yeah it's some kind of, you know it's gotten a little much so you'd only have one home you wouldn't have like a home in another city uh I I really like Carmel I think I'd have yeah, a Carmel's place there cool. Or like, uh, well, you know, because there are certain places where it, it's only really beautiful a short time of year, like Vancouver. Right. So like, but I wouldn't need to buy a place there because you know, I would only be there like th- in the summer. Vancouver in the summer is like the most beautiful place in the world. Right. Or one of them. So like, I, I, I wouldn't buy a place in a place like that. You I'd just go there for a couple even, months. You know what's weird? Even though I don't like New York, I might buy a New York place. Uh-huh. Just because... If you had a lot... New York, when you have a lot of money... Oh, it's a whole different game. ...is a different thing. Yeah. So if I had a lot of money, I'd probably enjoy New York a lot more. Yeah. When you're up... I mean, I've been... A few times I've been in like a really nice hotel in New York and these those views... and It's fucking nice, man. But it's like... Yeah, I would... I would dude, I would go to Chicago, every city. Maybe in Chicago. I, I like would Chicago visit... A lot. I mean, all of fucking Europe. I'd also do that Montana ranch shit. Yeah, I've been dying to go to Montana. Montana is like the most beautiful place in the I've country. I've been dying to go to Montana. It's, it's hard to find a reason to go there besides a vacation. Just get yeah, getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, just getting away. Yeah, I would absolutely do that. The pictures I see of that place are insane. The guy who built this house moved to Montana. No way. Built this house. What about okay? So say you're gonna die young. Mm-hmm. And you still have like a ton of money. You have seventy million dollars. How much? Time this is how we're going to end the episode. How much time do I have left? Um, you get two years. Oof, tough. What do you do with the money? What do you do with seventy seventy million dollars? Almost all of it away. I figure out exactly how much money it's going to take me to do the few things I really want to do with my time, right. and I give the rest away. I figure. But yeah, if, I mean, how? Like, if where, I have to two who? years. I need about ten million to do a lot of really cool things that I want to see before I die or do or uh-huh. s- mostly things to see. I think right. I'd want to see the greatest works of art in the world. Yeah. So I'd go to Europe. Right. Fancy ass. Go to Europe. I'd want to see like the Taj Mahal. Mm-hmm. I'd, there's some. I'd want to see some of those like un- the Seven Wonders of the Ancient World. Yeah, kind of like that. Those All like that those, pyramids. those Chinese sculptures of like the art. You know, those soldiers. I'd want to see those. There's things like that I'd want to see. The Sphinx, you know, pyramids, all that shit. See all the most amazing things in the world. But that's not even that expensive. Even like the dopest version of a trip around the world, if you do that, you could do that for a million dollars and it's insane. Oh, that would be insane. Yeah, insane trip. trip. They're the nicest hotels imaginable. Yeah. All that. So there's that. And then really the rest of it, I give it away. A lot of my time I'd want to just, it's weird. When I think about that, like if I didn't have a lot of time left, I want to be around my friends in just a place that's sort of beautiful. So like the forest surrounded right. by my friends. So I'd rent I'd rent like a really nice 
cabin, like a huge cabin house in like a beautiful place. Yeah. And just ha- hopefully people would come see me all the time. Right. I'd still paint a lot. I'd still try to do stand up. Yeah. It'd be weird, but I'd still try to do it. It would still feel good because like doing stand up and having st- doing stand up feels really good. Right. So I'd try to do that. But I'd give almost the rest of it all away. Set up trusts, you know, cancer research, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I still, would give it still, to still, but there'd be there'd be a mercenary budget in there. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> there, I would give it all to yeah, like close friends, family, that kind yeah. of shit, and just like little amounts where it's like, all right, here, you get this much a year. You can't, so you can't blow it all. This is for like, yeah, just so if shit gets bad, you're fine. Mm-hmm. So it'd be one of those things where you can only access so much money. Um, trust. You'd be like like twenty five or thirty trusts for people. Yeah. And so you're leaving. So they can't just be like, "Fuck it, we're buying a Ferrari or yeah. whatever." Like you you're can leaving the earth, knowing that like you've taken care of like thirty people you love, right? And then the rest would be like five of my trusts are for mercenaries, right? So they can live and murder, um, and go to therapy in between killing people <laughs> that may or may not have been guilty um, <laughs> of hitting a dog, um, and uh, yeah, there'd be like some nonprofit thing where money would go to like fund fund the arts for for like kids mm-hmm. and then that would be it i think yeah because that's so much goddamn money yeah a lot of money i hope it would stay a lot of money in your mind it would what do you suck mean? I, like it would suck to have that much money and and have it be like well you actually can't get i was talking to my friend who's a realtor and he was just talking about like the houses people are buying yeah. at a certain level he deals occasionally, not all the time, but he deals with, he has like a few clients that are in like the $50 million range. Uh-huh. And he's like, at that level, it is so insane the things they can get and they want. And it's just, I mean, the the amount of deals like, well, they're offering, we'll, we'll take it for $26 million. Now you get 22 It's like, the that difference is my whole life. Yeah. But to them, it's just that it's a bargaining back and forth. There's a penthouse in some building in New York when I was there. And it's like a really nice building. And... One of the units in there was like $24 million. Yeah. And there was a bunch that were all in the tens of millions or whatever. And apparently a lot of them are bought by like these like oil barons and these sheiks from the Middle East who have like crazy ass oil money. Mm -hmm. And they just fucking throw it away on shit like that. So they buy these places and they stay empty almost all year. Yeah. And then they use them if they come visit for like however long. But there's these there are places that are worth that much money. So when you walk by and you wonder who the fuck's buying a house in New York for twenty million dollars, it's people like that that yes. don't even really appreciate it. No, that's very common. Is is people because in countries, other countries, there's a lot of poor people. Most people are poor, but the wealth that does exist is concentrated, and the people that have it have tons. That's what it's like here too. Yeah, but it's more so there. So they, what they like to do is they'll buy things like because they they're in no hurry to make a profit because they're you know they're part of like an oligarchy or they're just you know whatever. So they buy land or they'll buy land or real estate and just not do anything with it and just wait. And then ten years they made ten million dollars and never even thought about it. Well, a lot of it is it's it's not just that too. A lot of it is they put their investments in other countries. Yeah. So the government can't touch it. Yeah. So like wealth hiding, a lot of Chinese nationals and stuff like the government can't take your money if it's all tied up and, or if you get divorced and things like that, Yeah. like they can't touch your penthouse in America. Mm -hmm. So you have $20 million tied up in that. 
And then who cares if you never go to it? If the shit hits the fan in whatever way in your life, then you can just end up selling it and yeah. then you still have that cash. It's protecting. Um, where are we at? How long have we been talking about this? One minute or one hour, 38 minutes. It's covered covered a fair amount of ground. Yeah. But I'm there's like, all the little details too. <laughs> I mean, that we're not going to get into, but like your day-to-day life is what's interesting to me with how... We didn't even talk about the kind of eating you could do. Oh, last yeah. last one was like a nutritionist and a trainer. Yeah, let's end with the eating thing too because ending with like you're dying is like kind of a, no, like a downer. I would have a trainer and a nutritionist oh yeah I w- they would control everything i eat and how i work out so i would be fucking shredded that's another thing too is i would i would do the same thing i would have a nutritionist yeah. a trainer because i would live the healthiest yeah. possible life because if i'm gonna have all this money i want to live for a long yeah fucking time exactly and Not i good. i had, i save money there's a, a certain amount of money set aside for when cryogenics and things like that get yeah, to a man. point where I can have like you know um, organs transplanted or like nanobots put in my body that can like heal my organs and things like, like I would want to live for a very very long time because the way the future and technology is growing like exponentially I want to be there for when all that cool sci-fi shit happens I want to at least live the amount of time I existed before I had the money. So if I got it tomorrow, I want an extra 37 years on top of the normal life. Oh, yeah. That'd be so, easy. Because I'd be like, fuck that poor people shit I had to endure. Yeah. I'm getting those years back. Right. And, I and yeah. I'd easily want to live to 100. Ice cream factory in your house. Because think of that in 40 years. The life expectancy now is probably in the... It's the high 70s. High 70s or low 80s or 76. something like that? 76. It went down a little when the economy got shitty. Well, yeah, but That's, like you're averaging that out. But yeah, you're in the 70s. Yeah, it's higher than it's ever been, obviously. Yeah. But imagine another 40 years with the way medicine and technology is going. It'll be in the 80s or 90s. Well, it depends on what kind of money you have. It's, yeah, the I life mean, expectancy with money is so is so much. What's well, what I mean? For us, if we had that money, yeah, we would be like, oh, we're living to 105, no problem. But but I'm my nutritionist. Is, I'm constantly laughing at how my nutritionist has tricked me into eating something healthy that is just so delicious because mm. they're that good at their job. Yeah. They're I'm able like, to make... Are you kidding? How is this good for me? I'd be like, listen, nutritionist, I will eat all the healthy food in the world, but here's, here's, why, here's why your salary is what it is. I want all that healthy food to taste like burgers and pizza and yeah. ice cream. So fucking make it happen. You're fired. After a year of my nutritionist, uh, I, I, I have a cheat day in my schedule and mm-hmm. and my nutritionist is like want to hear something hilarious and I'm like what like your cheat day food is actually just as healthy as your healthy day food and we laugh oh yeah. we just laugh or it's or it's you want to hear something hilarious you're actually so healthy right now and so virtually indestructible that your cheat day is heroin you can do heroin <laughs> and it will not affect you you will not die you will not get addicted to do it because yeah. your body and mind are so strong that your cheat day can be any narcotic of your choosing. Yeah. And you'd be fine. That's how healthy you are. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the good news is it's never going to happen. I know. It's just fun to think about. It's just fun to think about sometimes. Yeah. Where you're like, how this fantasy world. Well, you only did like half your list. You got so distracted by my mercenaries. I didn't really have like a written out. Okay. These are just things that like 
Those are, I mean, that's really it. There's really not, I don't have like crazy, you know, I mean, if we're going to go into like make-believe lists, I could have like. Why would we go into make-believe lists when? Because that's what half of yours was. So, um, yeah, I would have like a ton of stuff like that, but I think, I just find it interesting to see what people would really do with that much money. I think it's funny that I'm looking at my list again and right above mercenaries is just get shirts made. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Was, Was that the end of yours, by the way, the list? Yeah, the 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 um the trainer and the nutritionist is the okay. End. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely happening. Yeah, and then it goes, join anonymous in the CIA. Get trainer. <laughs> get trainer. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be cool because it would make being healthy like there's no work anymore. Just make it easy and delicious. Everyone I know who can afford a trainer shredded. Oh yeah, because they don't have to think about it. It's not up to them. The trainer's like, do it again. Do you it four more times. Oh, that's another thing too. Is I would have a personal chef. Oh, yeah, that's... Like, in the house, That's yeah. what my nutritionist is. They're a chef nutritionist. Oh, you'd have like a two-in-one. Okay, they yeah, make yeah. All the They make all the fucking... Yeah, 100%. There'd be a chef making fucking amazing food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would go to culinary school so I could cook, too. Okay. Why? Because it'd be fun. Nope. Dude, it would be great. All right. We did it. We did it. Uh, this was actually a really fun episode <laughs> to just sit there and go through. Um... All right. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, no. Thank you all for watching the season finale of Masters of Sex and saying nice things to me. I appreciate it a lot. You did it. Uh, we did it together. Um, I will probably be at the comedy store this weekend and the West Side. By also. we, do you include the people who illegally download the episodes? I don't give a fuck how you see it. Okay. I'm just checking. I don't even know. How, how do you do that? You have the it's like on Pirate Bay or one of those torrent sites. Thing. Yeah. Do it. Um Okay, so yeah, you guys are included. Those of you who illegally pirated, yeah, man, I'm a member of Anonymous. So. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, um, I will be. Hold on, where am I going to be? I'm. I just got back today, so my brain isn't working. I'm tired. Um, I'm going to be here for a little bit. Uh, if you live in LA, I'm doing uh, the Meltdown on the Meltdown show, the official Meltdown show. Uh, on the 15th of October, uh, the lineup will probably be amazing because it always is uh, the best show in Los Angeles. Um, on the 29th of October, uh, go to Ari's special. Ari's taping oh, yeah. his Comedy Central special. What is that? At, uh, it's um, October 29th. That is a Wednesday at, I believe, 9 p.m. I may 9? be on that lineup. Oh, no way. Yeah, I may. I, oh, okay. I actually asked. That's funny. <laughs> I was like, let me open for it. I didn't know he was doing openers. Yeah, he wants to do too many. I'm trying to get him to do less. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to be on that. Yeah. I have to. Because <laughs> um, I'm already going to be there for something else we're doing. I'm going to go anyways. That's the thing. I was oh, like, yeah. I'm going to go. Let me do five and say, like, this guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is... Uh, October 29th, he's taping his Comedy Central special, which if you listen to Skeptic Tank, you already know about this, but it's a really like huge thing. It's a huge thing, and it's a great thing for him, and it's fucking... It's going to be hard to get tickets, so... I'm sure it's... If it's not already sold out, go to the Comedy Store's website, ComedyStore.com, and there's links and stuff to to get tickets, but go to it, because it's going to be... It's going to be great. Yeah. And then uh, November 5th, this is tentative, I will be in San Francisco for a one-night gig. When I know more, I will tell you. Uh, November 6th, 7th, and 8th, I'm playing Zanies in Nashville. 
Oh, cool. Uh, me and Bobby. Um, so yeah, look out for that and more to come when I know it on future episodes. Thanks for listening. We love you. Goodbye.